0: Good morning, Barbie. Um, I'm excited. Um, One of the things the author uh, told me was that they wanted to kind of move along and complete the readings and that, uh, so that they wouldn't be taking up Barbie's precious time, which I appreciate because I have a lot of things to think about and to do myself and, um, Obviously, you know this is Barbie doesn't have it easy i I have to appear in public, and you know with all the fans and with all of the you know things expected of me, I still have a separate self, and I'm dedicated to that so anyway, i'm gonna um this part of the this part of the show uh moves on we've had the author read. The um, outline, the introduction, and the segment called The Hanger I Hung On, which was a background, all background pieces laying the foundation. Um, Now, since you know what's going on, um, that's like the TV set, you know, like the sets, and then now that you know what's going on, the authors that they are going to um, read stories that are compiled of uh, through different experiences. So now we're going to move into the narrative. You're right on time. I'm right on time for a change. Um, morning, Barbie. Morning. Everything's good. Let's just read the story, okay? I don't even want to see your glowing little face. Oh, it's quite a good morning. I mean, <laughs> it is my place. Remember your energy level. I don't allow bad energy in here. You seem to think that you can control uh what you're what you're projecting. And I would appreciate that around here that you, you know, try to project some good energy toward Barbie. This is my show. And I'm just gonna read, Barbie. I'm just gonna read, okay? Just gonna read a story. This story's called, My Mother the Dog. Mom believed the animals were better than humans. For the most part, she's absolutely right. Animals bring us so much joy, and who can argue with an animal-loving mother? Not me, but I did resent having to compete for food with the, with the dogs. She told me that the animals did not know how poor we were and that we should always feed them first. That was when I complained about having to carry the 20 pound bags of dog food up the hill every week. I said I'd rather be carrying food I can eat and she said, she was so you are so low to be jealous of a dog. I came home from college to the house and found that 17 cats and three large dogs had moved in as well as some other people. I really had nowhere to sleep with so many additions and my space had been filled long ago. She didn't mind the smell of cats and she entertained herself with the animals going on. I called the Humane Society and asked that they limit the number of animals they pawed off on her since she was so elderly in her 90s. They told me to piss off. I asked that she not be giving any more animals that were sent there because they bite people and they told me the dog would not bite the right people. Since I am definitely the wrong people, I explained that the grandchildren visited and every time we came as a family, somebody got bit. The animal shelter personnel informed me that my mother had signed agreements that they didn't have to take any animals back on my say-so and that I should deal directly with my mom. They said that they had taken orders from, they had, they told me that she had said not to take any nosy relatives' orders who don't even live here. problem is, is that mom laughed when the kids got bit. And told them that it was all their fault. But none of us were laughing. Growing up, she had a great a cat named Peppy. It was supposed to be half bobcat. Legend had it. Peppy would sit on the mantel and and dive across the room to land on my face, all four claws out to "'Wake me up,' Mom said. "'I once caught the bitch mid-air and flung it hard as I could, "'knowing I would lose against the cat in the end. "'Standing at the water faucet doing dishes, "'Peppy managed to jump in the middle of your back "'and just hang there while I ran around in circles "'trying to reach the cat behind me "'in the spot where I could not reach.' My mom would laugh and laugh and say, Look, Peppy wants a drink of water. Peppy shit in the bathtub. Peppy was seen floating in the canal, fluffier than usual, dead there, fluffy, tail and all her big bobcat glory. My mom, on her way home from work, found her. She said we killed it, but I didn't, and I didn't know who did. Peppy ran up the curtains across the rods and down the other end, jumping from dresser to closet to escape the house. Somehow, Peppy was gone. The funniest time for me, though, was when she had plastic surgery done on the Irish setter. A number one fine thoroughbred registered dog with grand AKC blood a thoroughbred champion had been given surgery to stitch up his eyelids under his eyeballs, removing the sagging skin. An eye lift and tuck. The dog had Clark Kent glasses on for stitches, and I couldn't stop laughing because I kept chipping my brains out on various flashbacks that were so typical of my... LSD experiences. The bloodhound Irish hills had been cut out of him, the bastard. He had his long roots to the windy climbing of the rugged, treeless hills. No, the dog had become Americanized with an eye lift, like I hear so many Korean girls do. The poor dog didn't flinch, though. His spirit wasn't touched by what they did to his body. A genius hound runner for pure Scot Irish freedom. The dog was a champion. Pick of the litter stallion. I paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> he became the love object with some boyfriend who seemed to distantly, so far away, care. Sure enough, as the dog grew big and needed training, no one had a clue. I never had a dog that didn't follow me around like a bad penny. Our dogs waited outside for the school for us back in the day. So a dog running away was something I didn't expect as I tried to make the dog half-human. I identified values that I thought were for humans. I could learn about others through the dog. My dog self was born. I do truly love them. And this dog took me places I had to chase him down and way out of the way places, and I followed him. The guy and I broke up. I took a lot of time to find a wonderful horse and people farm way out of town for the beautiful dog. There the little master could roam, herd, hunt, and return home. This need for space seemed enlightening. I tried to make the best of this and moved on. I did. I went away to another city, a fabulous one, for college in the 1960s, burnt-out city of Buffalo. It had happened there. Even later, horses were the way to control crowds of us in parks, at concerts in broad daylight, where they would gallop through on horseback and wallop us in the back to find a tree. For what? What were we doing now? Wrong. Listening, singing, clapping. What were we doing now? As I wandered up a hillside alone, I came across a skinny, hair styled hippie being g- grabbed by a suede fringe, kicking his fried boots wildly. We all rushed the cops that day and broke our brother out. We helped each other out. We ran. We ran. Who knows what we had done wrong? Except gather. My favorite places in those days were the one dollar Sunday symphony at the Buffalo Philharmonic. directed by Michael Tilson Thomas and at the zoo at feeding time the deafening the lions roar the beautiful iris setter was soon repossessed from the life of the happiness of farm living to be confined in a very small house with a very small yard my mother found out where I had placed the dog and went to retrieve him saying This dog is my grandson. My daughter has divorced. I'm taking this dog back to live with me. I'm his grandmother. No one called the cops. It was months before I came back to find the dog with my mom. Wild as hell. There was nothing I could do except try to go and live my life and leave well enough alone. For years, the dog ran away. She ran after it. The cops brought it back. The dog ran away. The cops brought it back. Nothing was ever done to curb the merry-go-round of annex in the town. The animals were too far and too numerous to name. I tried to get her to make a list, but it became cumbersome. Animals more than people kept her alive and valued in the community the end